0: The Creator's True Special Sabbath, Part 3 Sabbath Times At this juncture it's needful to make some comments on the first day of the month which is the new moon. On one side there are those who believe the first day of the new month is established when the first sliver of the moon is beginning to show, while on the other side are those who believe the true conjunction is the official new moon or month. I concur with the latter for a couple of logical reasons. I believe our Creator gave us brains, which He actually expects us to use. Imagine that. That said, when things don't add up, we can be assured something's wrong. When the older waning moon disappears, there's an average of 30 hours before the new crescent appears. Many Jews and Christians observing the new moons don't begin their months until the first sliver of the new crescent appears. But there are problems with this perspective, such as crescent worship. That is, uh, Islam. The crescent has been... From time immemorial, immemorial an object of pagan worship which Yahweh condemned. Knowing this, would Yahweh really promote crescent worship by commanding his people to watch for the new crescent, to celebrate a feast to it, like a god? Of course, Yahweh condemns crescent worship for a good reason. Allah is the modern or crescent moon god. With the crescent as his or Islam's personal sign. And considering virtually all the enemies of ancient Israel are now modern Muslim nations, that speaks volumes about the Crescent. Of course, that's not to mention the people of Allah, or Muslims, are still the number one enemy of modern Israel. That is, all the tribes, not just Judah. What a huge red flag, but there's more. If we observe the cycle of the sun due to the earth's spin, we see the same cycle as the moon, only shorter. The sun, from an earthly perspective, begins its up travel at midnight till high noon, where it begins its downward travel. If we begin counting the hours of the 24-hour day from when we see the sun, we have a real problem. It doesn't add up. Using that method, noon would no longer be the middle of the day, but high noon is always the exact center of the day, no matter where you start the day, just as the full moon is the exact midpoint of the month. If our monthly count begins from the visible crescent, The full moon will never fall at the midpoint of the month. That can only happen as we begin our count from the conjunction that is the bottom of the moon's travel like the sun at midnight. Not counting correctly distorts the intended meaning of Yahweh's feasts, two of which begin on the full moon, the exact midpoint of the month. Considering the important meaning shown by the full moon in Passover, as well as the Feast of Tabernacles, to start counting from the visible crescent causes the full moon to no longer be the center of the month. That may seem trivial, but you can be assured it's anything but. Properly counting the beginning of the month is the only way to fully understand the full full meaning of Yahweh's feasts. Interestingly, it's that very attitude of having to see, that is the crescent, to believe has resulted in the murder of millions of innocent babies. You see, just because we can't see a baby upon conception, doesn't mean it doesn't exist or is not a baby. Just like the moon at its beginning or the sun at midnight. Not seeing it does not mean it isn't there. Faith must be exercised. Again, the the Creator says, only by faith will He be pleased. The big lesson here is all physical things have their beginning in darkness and then move into the light. That's the message of the dark new moon, just as the baby is a baby before it's born or seen. In fact, Hebrews 11.6 tells us without faith, again, it's impossible to please him. How can having to see the crescent or the baby before accepting it be exercising faith? Again, the heart of this problem is no faith. The Sighted Crescent is just one of the Jewish traditions we'll shortly discuss, along with their worship of the dark side. But first, one last note on the timing of Yahweh's seventh-day Sabbath. It's always bothered me the way the Jewish community insists they have kept track of the seventh-day Sabbath since the Garden of Eden. Considering the plethora of other once-common knowledge that's been lost, are we really to believe the Jews have not lost Yahweh's true seventh-day Sabbath as well? But then they also believe Yahweh lost ten of his tribes. So there you go. The glaring problem here is that Yahweh states his Sabbath would be a sign between him and his people forever. But when we see much of that, the Jewish Sabbath keeping community also supporting the murder of unborn children, not to mention homosexuality, how on earth can they be called Yahweh's people? Hmm, huge problem. Another part of the problem concerning the Jewish Saturday Sabbath, it's a day dedicated to a pagan god. Saturday is the day honoring the Roman father god, Saturn. Saturn, or Kronos in Greek, was the father of Jupiter, most commonly known as Zeus. That fact prompts a glaring question. Does Yahweh really share his set-apart or exclusive Sabbath with Saturn, the chief of the Titans, father of Zeus? If so, either Yahweh is a liar that his Sabbath is not exclusive or set-apart, or someone has been severely deceived. Actually, the truth is simple. As noted before, Genesis 1.14 set the sun and the moon to determine Yahweh's moeds, or times and seasons. It is the Hebrew term for Yahweh's feasts and Sabbaths, making the sun and moon Yahweh's calendar for determining them. This prompts another glaring question. Would Yahweh set a sign between him and his people that can be manipulated by mankind? Obviously, if Yahweh's feasts can be manipulated by humanity, they will. Again, the sun determines the first month of the year with the spring turn when the day and night become equal. And then we, and then the first new or dark moon after the spring turn determines the first day of the year. From there, all of Yahweh's feasts can be easily counted using the instructions in Leviticus 23. That being the case with Yahweh's annual Sabbath, would not the moon with the sun's help also determine Yahweh's weekly Sabbath? Truthfully, Yahweh did not set the moon to determine His seventh. Oh, Yahweh did set the moon to determine His seventh day or weekly Sabbath, not the Jews or Pope Gregory's calendar. You see, each moon or phase was in the beginning seven days apart. Although when a Mars, when Mars made its last close pass about 1450 B.C.E., which was Joshua's long day, it caused a slight change to the Earth's spin rate. At any rate. Yahweh set the new moon to be the first Sabbath of the month, with the first quarter being the second Sabbath, the full moon being the third, and the third quarter being the fourth. Unfortunately, after Mars' last near miss, the moon's travel in relation to the earth was lengthened about seven hours a week, or five days a year. So now an adjustment has to be made at the end of, of the month. We see that adjustment already in effect with King Saul's or David's three-day new moon celebration in 1 Samuel twenty twenty. Interestingly, history shows us that shortly after that time, that is Joshua's long day, all major civilizations of the world changed their calendars from a 360-day to a 365-day year. We learned that from Dr. Charles Missler. Before ending this chapter, a pertinent thought needs to be addressed. How is it the Jews celebrate their Sabbaths with the approach of darkness, when the Bible states many times, directly and indirectly, that Yahweh is light and that in Him is no shadow or darkness. Would the God of light really command the observance of His special Sabbath celebrations with the approach of darkness? Hmm, something wrong with this picture. We often hear our Christian culture referred to as judo christian Judeo-Christian. Judeo-Christian. Unfortunately, the Jews are responsible for a share of Christianity's erroneous beliefs. I'm not going to go into the sordid details of the rabbis' influences, except to say the idea of the vicar of Christ or Pope also came from them. The rabbis, especially the Pharisees, believed they were given the divine authority to interpret or even rewrite scripture as in their mishnas, a philosophy passed on to the Catholic Church who has been practicing it to this day. A little-known fact on the authority of a respected Messianic Jewish leader, Randy Weiss, is the first 15 popes of the Catholic or Universal Church were Jewish. What a shock to learn the Jews were instrumental in founding the Catholic religion. To this day, we still see the pope and many of the cardinals wearing the Jewish skullcap or yarmulke. The truth of this matter is found in Deuteronomy 12.32, where it says, You shall not add to it nor take away from it that is, Yahweh's Torah. We must accept or reject Yahweh's instruction or his Torah as originally written. Of course, one of the more major influences Judaism has had on Christianity is their perception of Yahweh's Sabbath. Christianity's rejection of them is largely the fault of the Jews reinterpreting Yahweh's instruction on their observance. The Jews made Yahweh's Sabbaths impossible burdens rather than the joyous celebrations intended.